to Ascending Olympus, the Inner Sanctums Olympics podcast. I'm your host, Jackie, and today I'm joined by the Inner Sanctums, Thomas. So how are you today, Thomas? Uh, not too bad. It's been a big day for the Aussies, and I can't wait to get into having a chat about it with you. Yeah, um, I mean, the biggest news was earlier today, which would be Emma McKeon breaking her own Olympic record and securing her first individual gold medal at an Olympics. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It adds to her team goals from the freestyle relay early and it's her fourth gold overall at, at this Olympics, so it's quite incredible. Yeah, um, fourth medal overall. She's got those two bronze, one from the relay and one from the 200, I believe it was. Uh, four by 200 freestyle? Yeah, the, yes. <laughs> but how exciting. She had a, has a massive program at this Olympics. There's potential that she's going to be swimming in more relays. She's gone and broken an Olympic record in the 50-meter free tonight, which what a day for Emma McKeon. That's the only way you can describe it. Absolutely. And she's claimed that four medals, she claimed four medals at Rio and she's now claimed four medals here at Tokyo. She's very close to becoming the most decorated Australian Olympian ever. Probably still a bit of a way off, but how good is it that she also had Kate Campbell in the lane next to her and Campbell also finishing on that podium in third? Uh, it it was just so special to hear Kate talk after talk after the match about just how important how great it was for her to share that moment with her. And the best part for me was when she leaned over as soon as she saw that Emma had won and just said, "I'm so proud of you." Like, how awesome was that? Yeah, um, unbelievably awesome. And I think that every Australian is proud of the both of them and how they've had like how they've gone this Olympics so far. But it is exciting to see and she's got what is it semi-finals for the 50 free and then probably finals for the 50 free on top of whatever relays she ends up doing from those medleys that are coming up which I'm just excited to see more Emma McKeon and hopefully she goes around again for another Olympics in three years time yeah she could uh when I said earlier, most decorated Olympian, I'm not sure if that was accurate, but I think she's close to becoming the most decorated swimmer at least. Yeah, I think she's got at least another games or two to get there, but she's also got those relay medals, which do go a long way in adding silverware to the cabinet. I think it's most impressive to see, I mean, Kate Campbell, she's had quite the Olympics so far, flag bearer at the opening ceremony, couple of uh, bronze medals, including the elusive uh individual medal that eluded her in Rio mm, yeah and she's also hot in contention for that 53 I said I want to say it was last night I said that maybe she's just trying to pace herself in these um like heats and semi-finals so she doesn't do what she did in Rio and if that's the case that 53 is probably Kate Campbell's best chance of medal uh, getting a gold medal as well, as far as individuals are concerned. You think this could be Kate Campbell's last Olympics and as such last chance to get a gold medal? Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's her last. It's hard to say because Paris is three years away. That's yeah, so my that's honest the, take on the, the matter. That's the thing with this Olympics because it's um added a cycle, right? The three-year gap is a lot different than the uh, traditional four-year gap. Yeah, it just makes me think that someone else could come in and grab it. <laughs> like, or like someone will stay around for a couple more years, whereas they wouldn't if it was the four year gap. It's just nevertheless, no telling. 
nevertheless, regardless of what happens in the rest of the 53, both Kate Campbell and Emma McKean have both had incredible Olympic Games and they should be very proud of their efforts. Yeah, oh, I think that's the case with all the Aussie girls in the pool. And we'll see Kaylee McEwen swim the 200 back tomorrow, which Emily Seabom actually qualified the faster time of the two, but I think they're both well in medal contention as well. Which is, which is just incredible. Our girls in the pool have just been unbelievable. Yeah, and I don't think that the boys have disappointed by any stretch of the imagination either. It's just that the girls have been so good that they're the ones that are always on our minds at the moment. Yeah, especially Ariane Titmus with our two early gold medals. She's the name on everyone's lips at the moment. I believe uh, Ariane Titmus will take on Katie Ledecky for the third time at this Olympics tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, she will. And that's going to be very exciting. I think it's Katie Ledecky's to win. Um, maybe that's a little bit of a commentator's cursor because I also said that about the 400 free. But Titmus is just as good as Ledecky, and that's been proven uh, at this game, so that's for sure. But we're going to talk about a side that everyone wrote off before the Olympics and is now in a semi-final. How good were the Matildas tonight? Oh, my God. I swear, I think the whole of Australia was, was um, glued to the TV in that last stretch of extra time getting that uh, lead after coming back from a deficit. And then Sam Kerr's goal, I mean, you could not write a better script, I reckon. No, God, no. I love Sam Kerr, love Mary Fowler. The Matildas are going to be Australia's sweethearts, uh, regardless of whether they get bronze, silver, gold or fourth. But it was just amazing. Beating Great Britain is Always fun in any sport. Very similar to beating the Americans or the Kiwis. It's just something Aussies really get behind. But also, uh, it wasn't like an easy match. And I think everyone's hearts were pounding. Maybe the BBC's Twitter, uh, the guy that's running the BBC's Twitter, was pounding the most after he tried to say it was a done deal and then we immediately scored. But I don't think I've watched a better match in football at these games at the very least. Um, and possibly I haven't watched as good of a match by the Matildas in quite some time. Uh, absolutely. I think it was just, there was just so many champions across the park and a very excellent moment was when we were 2-2 and the Caroline Weir had a, had a uh, penalty shot and uh, Tegan Micah got the uh, save and Australia were very quick on the rebound to get the goal to get the uh, 3-2 lead, which is very good, you know, return after such a tense moment. Yeah, it was a bit coast-to-coast like um, as far as if we think of it in footy terms, but Mary Fowler's goal, I get that there was a slight deflection that came off that shot, but that has to end up being goal of the tournament because it was just incredible. Like from where she's hit it, from the deflection even as well, and then where it's gone in the back of the net. It's just chef's kiss all around. I mean, it was just it was just a work of beauty and just the way it curved, just everything about it. Like I wanted to see it again immediately, and I'm pretty sure there would be a few people who have that on repeat. Uh, it's for sure in the highlights package that Jess Fox winning. Like there's so many things that I'm just like, oh, I hope I dream about these at night because they're just amazing things in sport that realistically you only get to see it in Olympics. 
Um, that's the thing. That's the good thing about the Olympics, right? Everybody, there's no teams or anything like that. Everybody's an Australian, and everybody's looking at the Australians doing well and just watching them. Like when it all comes together, it's just a sight of beauty. Yeah, and the fact that we'll now get to play Sweden, who we played in the group stage, we played in friendlies prior to the Olympics. Granted, we lost all of those. I don't love our chances against Sweden. I think anyone with a brain would not love our chances with Swe- against Sweden. But the fact that we've got that game time, having played them already, actually gives us somewhat of an advantage rather than going up against a top side that we haven't played at all yet uh, because we'll know some of the tactics they'll use. They'll also know some of the tactics we'll use. But it's helpful that we've got this extra added knowledge of playing them very recently. Absolutely. I think it's very important not to, at this stage of the tournament, like it's a luxury of not coming up against the unknown, having an opponent that we have played before. And to be honest, after watching that performance, I feel like they could do anything. It's not like we got smashed by Sweden in those pool matches. It ended up being 4-2 and we were leading for a good chunk of that game. It's just that we fell off in the end, which... That also happens, and it looked like that was what was going to happen again tonight until we got that equalizer uh, in the f- second half. Dare to dream is what I say. Bring on Sweden because I'm all in on the Matildas after that performance, and I think the whole of Australia is as well. Yeah, and I guess something that we don't need to be all in for because it's pretty much a done deal is Matt Wern in the sailing has got guaranteed himself a gold medal he won't officially be awarded the gold medal until Sunday he was competing in the men's laser which is gradually becoming probably a pet event for the Australians we've now won it three times in a row we are one of three countries to win it that it's been competed at since I think 1996 Uh, so it's just us GB and Brazil that have won this event we are the only one to win it three times but how exciting that he's got a race in hand, which is a medal race that's worth double the points, and he's still guaranteed to win. Go- what's, mo- what's most incredible to me is that all he literally has to do is show up to the race and he will get the gold medal. Like, I'm pretty sure a few people would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I there's this part of me that just wants him to, like, really win this race as well. There are... Teams battling for silver and bronze. There's quite a couple in it at the moment. Uh, in particular, Norway, Croatia, and Cyprus. But if he comes in to this medal race and just goes, you know what? I'm going to race this medal race properly and I'm going to win this medal race to really seal that I am the best laser sailor here. We'll just, it's perfect. And it's something that Aussies will really love, even though. We don't really understand sailing beyond like Sydney to Hobart and us winning medals at the Olympics. Ah, go big or go home is what I say. I mean, I'm sure like a fierce competitor like himself would not want to rest on his laurels here. He'd want to, you know, go act as if he hasn't secured the Olympic gold and just go out and race this race like he normally would and come home with a big win. Yeah, I I would hope so. And it's just exciting to see that we're getting more medals it'll be number 10 at the very least which means we will be four away from equaling our Beijing record we have already surpassed our record from Brazil and London as far as gold medals are concerned and it's really just shaping up to 
like everyone was correct in saying that this is going to be our most successful game since Beijing and proof is in the pudding quite clearly. And what's I think that's the best part because there was a lot of disappointment after our London and Rio over our gold medal tally. So to have us already surpassed it in both before halfway or just about the halfway point of the Olympics is a excellent achievement and with some with so many more events to go we have a good chance of extending that uh, margin on the last two olympics you know yeah and a place where we wouldn't expect to extend our margin but there are different points within the events that we can get them uh is the athletics which it was the first day of the athletics. There was obviously that little scare yesterday that, oh, no, maybe the athletics won't go ahead. Turns out even our pole boulders have been cleared to uh, compete. So we are going to get to send our full athletics team, which is very exciting. But Brandon Stark this morning in the high jump, uh, advancing straight to the final on Sunday and clearing, I think it was a 2.28 meter jump, which that won't secure the gold, but it puts him in a good spot to maybe get there. There's some top level high jumpers to be fair, but if he's going for a medal, I do like his chances better than I would have before I'd seen the high jump today. Absolutely. 2.28 meters is only three centimeters behind the uh, Russian Olympic committee's Mikhail Akimento. So it's an easy path to the final jump, just clearing the bar with ease time after time. Frankly, I'm... Not much of an athlete, so I don't understand high jump all that much, but just watching them do it with ease, you know, gives me huge optimism that he can be in medal contention on Sunday and maybe even take away the gold. Yeah, and another one that's made the final is Matt Denny in the discus. Now, I would have thought that Danny Stevens was our better shot making the discus final. We won't see her for a couple of days still, but he threw a 65.13, which is only four metres behind the Olympic record, which I'm sure some people are like, well, it's four metres is a lot. In some events, it's a lot. In some, it's like that can get narrowed down very quickly. Uh, but for him to reach the final, he's not that far behind the rest of the pack. He finished fourth overall in qualifying, in fact. Um, makes it for a very exciting final because they don't throw their best throws in these qualifiers. And the fact that he's throwing 65.13 metres in just a qualifier gives me, once again, good optimism that he can match a massive score when the uh, medal is on the line. Yeah, um, and... It, yeah, it makes me excited for the athletics. Normally, I'm a little bit apprehensive because we're not expected to win medals like we are in the pool by any stretch of the imagination. But the fact that we're reaching finals is a really good sign for what could be happening this year. I think it's I think it's just that, you know, strength. I mean, sort of, I'm not saying that they would be inspired that much by watching our other athletes, but surely watching them go as they have so far, they want to keep the good times rolling for Australia in the second week. Yeah, it makes for great watching. And I think that it is proof when these athletes have been saying for months that they have profited off the additional year, that the proof is in the pudding. Not everyone has, and it's hurt some countries' medal chances, but... The Aussie athletics team is in good spirits. We're not qualifying in everything. We had some disappointment in the 800 metres today. Uh, and even the 
3,000 meter steeplechase wasn't a great day. <laughs> we didn't have anyone qualifying, but at the same time, there's just so much left to go. And it's great for the Aussies to be seeing young athletics um, success. Absolutely. I think it's it'll be good to just see the spirit and the uh, hunger of these athletes because they missed out on Tokyo last year. They've had a whole other year to wait, get excited, get prepared. And now their t- moment in the sun is finally arriving and they'll be gra- they'll be wanting to grab it with both hands. Yeah. And I guess a sport where we have kind of grabbed it with both hands and we have been looking like we taking off with it we are going to leave the pool stage undefeated in the hockey but we have dropped points it shows how high our expectations are because i was like oh it's a bit of a letdown uh the hockey hasn't been as high scoring as it was earlier in the tournament because of all the rain which makes play a lot slower but there was a two-all draw against uh for the kookaburras against spain today which what did you think of that one i think i think it was very First of all, I just want to say how it took an hour to get on the way because of all the rain, which was another bit of a setback for the Aussies. And getting the scoring on the board first surely would have given them a lot of optimism that they would go through their pool games undefeated. And unfortunately, Spain, getting the equaliser with less than 50 seconds to go, must have taken the win out of their sails a little bit. But nevertheless, we are still undefeated we are still on top of pool a and now we will go through to the quarterfinals so they shouldn't take anything away from the last 50 seconds aside because they still look very good look we're not gonna have to play belgium until the final that's pretty much confirmed and that's a good thing because they are as good as the hockey ruse some depending on opinion will say they're better uh, better than the kookaburras but i you cannot knock the kookaburras for this draw like the rain changes so much in so many different sports and hockey is no exception i think i think it'll be good to see belgium and australia face off if it does turn out that way because if they are to the two uh front runners for the uh hockey gold medal then surely you want to see the best of the best face off yeah and i think it's very likely that these two will reach the gold medal match Uh, We'll move on to the Rugby Sevens, which yesterday was a very good day. We had two wins, and then today we had two 14-12 results that we lost. So we're losing by a missed conversion, um, which is quite disappointing to see. Uh, We're not going to defend our gold medal. We lost to America this morning in a pool match, and then this evening we lost to Fiji in the quarterfinals. So the highest we're going to place is fifth. Uh, we've got to play ROC tomorrow uh, for to determine whether in that fifth, fifth, sixth match or the seventh versus eighth match. But it's heartbreaking to see us go out and it be so close that that's the way the Aussies have lost. It was disappointing, especially with the match against the US, where I believe we got out to a big to a lead, and then the USA picked it back. And in Fiji, it was the opposite. The Fijians got out to a lead, and Australia left their run too late. Now, I think they'll be very disappointed with the two losses today, but they've still got two more opportunities to at least finish their Olympics on a positive note. Yeah, and someone that's Olympics has ended is. Uh, three-time Olympian Aaron Baines who sustained a neck injury. Uh, Hard to say whether it happened on court or off court during the Boomers game against Italy on Wednesday, but 
his Olympics is over because of the neck injury. And it's a big loss for the boomers, but just heartbreaking for Baines. So injury, they don't know whether the injury was sustained in our win against Italy on Wednesday or wherever it was, but he's been in the starting five for the Boomers on each occasion so far. He had four points and five rebounds in our win over Nigeria, and then fo- followed that up with 14.7 rebounds and an assist against Italy. So he'll be a big loss for Australia. I think that um, Paddy Mills put it best in that saying that it is a big loss and he has a very important role in the team. But now they're also playing for him. Um, Just because he's gone doesn't mean he's not a part of that team. And if they win their first Olympic medal or pull out the miracle and win the Olympic gold this year, Bainsey is just as much a part of that team as he would have been playing or not playing in those final matches this year. We mentioned mentioned earlier how good this week has been for Kate Campbell, but her fellow flag bearer in Paddy Mills has also had a very strong week. He's captain, captain of the Boomers, and he's led them to two very strong wins over the Italians and the Nigerians. And with one more group game against Germany tomorrow, if they can go an undefeated r- record to reach the quarterfinals, they'll have all the confidence in the world that they can get that elusive medal for the Australian Boomers. Yeah, the thing that's scary about us going undefeated is the risk that we end up playing the United States. Um, (laughs) I know that sounds like pessimistic, but that match against France that the US lost means that they might not finish top of their group. And if we're at the top of our group, there's all the chance that we play them early. And I love playing the United States in the basketball. I find it very funny how frustrated they get with our style of play. Could talk about Chris Paul whining at Rio every day of my life and I'd still find it amusing. But that if we're not playing them before a medal match, I'm a lot more frightened of playing them. I'm not going to lie. Playing the USA was always going to be a tough task, even with their slow start to their Olympics campaign. But the thing is, they were absolutely ruthless against Iran. The USA are real sleeping giants of this competition. They may have had a slow start, but they're right back into contention, as we all expected. Yeah, um, there's no doubt that the US are going to be the gold medal favorite, like until they lose in a final match. Uh, and just as like, there's no doubt that Luka Doncic is capable of carrying Slovenia to a medal, but I you can't count the Aussies out this year. There's been some years where you can, and this year is not the year for it. It's been a great campaign for the Boomers so far, and that's what people have so much optimism about in previous years, you might've seen, you know, flaws in their game or maybe they've gotten in a lucky victory. So I think it'll be good to see them, you know, looking good. And uh, if we stay on basketball, what is going on with the Opals? Uh, Just live as we are recording, we are also like watching out of the corner of our eyes. The Opals go down to China, 76 to 74. Um, Second loss of the Olympics. There is some saving grace in that they could be one of the teams that qualifies to the quarterfinals based on ranking because they are now going to finish no higher than third. But at the same time, We've now got to smash Puerto Rico to get through on that third place qualification spot. 
which is very disappointing because the uh, game was tied with just a few seconds to go and giving up a late foul, oh, you'd want that back and more. Yeah. Um, the benefit is we're only at negative 17 uh, as far as points difference is concerned. So that is not the worst thing ever. And if we can get a 20-point-plus win on Puerto Rico, that really strengthens our chances of advancing. Not even just to um, advance. The Bopals will really want some get some confidence back if they are going to progress any further because that will be soul-destroying. Yeah, and... It was disappointing to see the Opals in Rio not make medal matches. Uh, we lost in the quarterfinals last time, and now this time there is some doubt surrounding the group stage. But it's not the end of the world. I think that there's lessons to be learned and to be taken away from this. Losing Cambage has obviously hurt us now. It is very apparent. Uh, just as losing Lauren Jackson ahead of Rio very much hurt the Opals. I don't think, I think that it is a full-blown rule the Opals out. We could turn it around uh, come the finals, but it now looks very difficult to go anywhere. Much like the uh, USA um, destroying Iran in one of their group games, I really think the Opals will need a, like a, just a big confidence booster. They have a perfect opportunity for that against Puerto Rico. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then our last little news item is back on water polo which we've been going fairly well at in both but both the men and the women's but tonight the women's uh the stingers we should call them played spain and they got a 15 to 9 loss which was sad to see uh not quite as heartbreaking as the unable to come back from behind loss last night that the men had but we're still going to make it out of the group stage. It looks very likely, which spells good things. We're definitely overperformed with the water polo, despite the fact that Aussies love pool events. I think it's very interesting noticing our results. The Opals aside, the Aussies have been doing very well in team sports in the first week at the Olympics, and we can only hope that will continue. Yes, for sure. This has been Ascending Olympus. You can find us on Twitter at Ascending Ollie Pod. You can find any stories we write about the Olympics or anything else probably for that matter at theinnersanctum.com.au. We have daily recaps, Aussie recaps, swimming and athletics recaps. The swimming will end on Monday, I believe, so there won't be any more recaps for that after then. And we also have a daily live vlog, which is great to check out. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.